It's time for Rhema for Today. Every great move of God, the church gave birth to it. Every great move of God, prayers, intercessors, and travailers gave birth to it. It didn't just happen because God willed it. It happened because some would listen to the Spirit of God and others, just like Daniel, stirred themselves up to seek God. Notice God didn't do a thing in the world until Daniel stirred himself up. The Bible said he stirred himself up to seek God. You're listening to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan with his teaching, The Secret of My Success. That's what he's saying to me. Use it, and that's something you do. Using the divine given instruments. Paul said, I travail. I'm going to travail again. Amen? Until Christ be formed in you. Oh, there is a place in prayer. There is a place in prevailing, travailing prayer. There is a place that we haven't been. There is a place that only a few has gotten into the edge of it. Dr. Summerall said something about this. He said, in my 50 years of ministry, I think three times, I've been over into that area of, of travail until I, I didn't think I was going to get back. I, I didn't think I was going to get back. I think that's one thing, and I think Dr. Hicks nailed it down very aptly. It's our physical man that fights us and our mind that's not renewed that keeps us out of it. Because you see, you begin to move over into that realm of the spirit and that realm of prayer and, and you actually literally from the natural, not spiritual, natural, literal, physical standpoint, you, you begin to afraid you're not going to get back. You understand what I mean by that? And yet, what God wants to do Every great move of God, the church gave birth to it. Every great move of God, prayers, intercessors, and travailers gave birth to it. It didn't just happen because God willed it. It happened because some would listen to the Spirit of God and others, just like Daniel, stirred themselves up to seek God. Notice God didn't do a thing in the world until Daniel stirred himself up. The Bible said he stirred himself up to seek God. You notice the song, the verse that Brother Hicks used both last night and today in the morning service. And the song that, that uh, first Brother Ingalls sang, you see here. If my people that are called by my name, if they will do something, See, so many times we're waiting for God to initiate something because he has a few times, you know. If my people, which are called by my name, he's not talking to sinners. I mean, I mean, somebody said, well, he's talking to Israel. Well, yes, that's true. But around the other hand, it, it, it applies to all ages to God's people. My people, which are called by my name, if they'll do something, what? Humble themselves first. Seek my face. I think that's another, another way of saying pray and and, and get over into the realm of intercession and on into travail. See, we're, we're even more enlightened now than they were then. Turn from their wicked ways. 
I, I, I'll forgive their iniquities. I'll heal their land. Well, he wanted to heal their land all the time, didn't he? I mean, he, God's a good God. He wants to do good. Why don't he? Because folks won't let him. Why don't he just go ahead and move? If he wants to initiate some great move, why don't he just do it? If he wants to send a revival, why don't he just do it? Well, you have to understand that's not the way God does it. I said, you have to understand that's not the way God does it. I, I can remember this. I, I've been around a few years, you know. You just accidentally stumble up on a few things in 50 years, you know. You wouldn't have to be too smart. You'd, you'd fall over a few things, nothing else, and, and learn by that. But I, I can remember during World War II and, and uh, in, in February of 1943 and, and the winter of 42 and 43 and uh, I was stirred up. I, I stirred myself up to begin with really just to seek God. We had primarily I was pastor of Assembly of God just down in East Texas and we had an abundance of tongues and interpretation. That's about all we ever had, any manifestation of the Spirit. If there's any other manifested, I didn't know it. I'd talk to other preachers and pastors. If anything was ever manifested other than tongue, not even prophecy, tongue and interpretation, they didn't know it and had never seen any of it. I, I'd seen some of it. I'd had some of my own ministry. But I, I, I just sought the face of God and we, we was pastor, you know, of a, of a small church and, and, and the pastors was right close to the church and, and we didn't have central heat in those days. We'd just come out of the depression. Everything, you know, wages and, and prices were frozen at the, where they were. And, and uh, we just had uh, single heaters in a room, you know. And our bedroom wasn't heated. And we had a heater in the, in the living room. And then, of course, the kitchen stove in the kitchen. That's the only two stoves we had, actually. And you could open up the house and turn the heater up in the living room. It'd eventually circulate through these other two bedrooms, small house. But, uh, and so we'd keep the doors closed. We want to keep the bedrooms cool, you know. Even in the wintertime, there's cold. But, but we kept the fire on just a little bit in the living room all the time. So the living room was always warm. I'd just turn it down low at night. And night after night, my wife was used to me praying all hours of the night. I got started that way in some way or another, just always have. So it didn't bother her if I wasn't in bed because I, I was up a lot of times praying. And, and I'd go to the living room and just, just, just pray this over and over and over. And I couldn't say anything else it didn't seem like. Just, uh, Lord, uh, may the mightier manifestations. Thank God for tongue interpretation. We're not building in that. Thank God for it. But, but this, this manifestation, this gift or manifestation of faith or special faith and working of miracles and gifts of healings, may they be more in prominence among us. May they come into manifestation. I didn't ask him to use me. That would have been selfish. I could have cared you less whether he used me and any of them or not as long as he did it. Now, if you were praying that he'll use you and you're the one who will be you, it won't be heard because that's selfish. There's a certain amount of human ego there. You, want, you really don't want it to be used just so that folk can be blessed. You want to be used so folk can see you. And you can brag about what I did. And it won't happen. It won't happen no care how much you pray. But when you get a burden, bless God to help others, and you'd rather God would use somebody else than to use you in any of these things, then you might be used and probably will be. That's humbling yourself. Are you listening to me? No, I didn't pray to use me. In fact, I'd rather not. I'd rather he hadn't used me. He did use me limitedly, but I'd rather that he hadn't used me. In fact, I asked him not to. 
When he did visit me, I said, Lord, give that to somebody else. I don't want it. Give it, give, give, give somebody else. But here's what I started to say. I, I got so taken up with that kind of praying that a time or two, I think three times that winter, I woke up. Now, I remember going to bed. See, I was asleep in bed. But when I came to when I woke up, I was in the living room on my knees by the couch praying that prayer. And I thought to myself, you know, when I, when I woke up, it was coming out of my mouth. I heard myself praying it. And then I thought to myself, how did I get here? Well, well I don't remember coming here. How, how did I get in here? I know that I was so taken up with praying that way that I just must have got up in my sleep and went to the living room. Three times that way, I woke up in there at 4 o'clock in the morning, 3.30 in the morning, on my knees of praying. Well, after continually praying that way, not just this week and forgetting it, but day after day, week after week, nearly every night, I'd do it. If I happened to wake up another time, I'd, I'd get up and go in there and pray, you see. Because if you try to pray in bed sometimes, it's warm and it's cold. Otherwise, you'll go back to sleep. So you want to pray for a while. And, and uh, then one day, February 23rd, I, I prayed five hours and 45 minutes in other tongues. And the Lord said to me, and, and I had one of these, those days, those little pads, Real handy, so just wrote it down. At the close of World War II, there'll come a revival of divine healing to America. Well, now that was February of 1943. September of 1943, first Monday night of September, I preached a, a rally, young people's rally, first, actually a year later, 1944. And I said to him, let me give you a little insight on something's going to happen when the war's over. See, the war wasn't over. It was still in it. It didn't end in 45. See, this is 44, a year ahead of time. And I read to them what the Lord had said to me. Now, listen, when I read that, when I said that, I never gave an invitation. The church is full. Ministers standing around the wall. Ministers standing in the back. When I said that, like, like, like some unseen person was directing them, everybody See, they're sitting down, stood up and run to the altar. Preachers ran down the aisle. Preachers ran and fell in the altar. And I looked them back across the room, and all I'd done just said that. Didn't have any singing, didn't wave my arm, just said it. And I looked back across the crowd, and you'd think you was looking over for a battlefield. Everybody's either, you know, lying on the floor or kneeling on the floor. Wasn't anybody upset me, so I got down with them. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, now that revival started in 1947. There were two men particular in different parts of the nation that God especially spoke to. Or Roberts was pastor of a small Pentecostal holy church over in Enid, Oklahoma. God spoke to him. Brother Branham up in Indiana, Baptist minister had been baptized, the Holy Ghost spoke with a tongue, an angel appeared to him. And they sort of spearheaded the healing revival until all over America, I had evangelists say to me, I never prayed for the sick in my life. I mean, older people, men and, their, and women in their 60s. Never had healing meetings in my life. I've been in the ministry 40 years, getting people saved, singing, giving altar calls, getting people saved. Never had a healing service in 40 years. But I started having healing service. See, it couldn't have been their faith. It was a wave. It was, they got on the wave and started writing. Said to my utter amazement, people just started getting healed everywhere. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Kenneth W. Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. I want to tell you about this month's radio offer. 
The first in this offer is the book by Kenneth E. Hagan, Training the Human Spirit. The next item is the six CD set by Kenneth E. Hagan, The ABCs of Bible Faith. Also in this package is the CD from Kenneth W. Hagan's teaching, You Can Make a Comeback. You can get all of this for the price of $35. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. And once again, you know, if you have it, we've heard the testimonies, but if you have a testimony, yes. uh, something that you've read our books or listened to one of the CDs or watched the or television, watched the television program. program, we or would, been in our crusades. That's right. We would love for you to share your, your testimony at te and just go to testimony at rhema.org. You know, hon, people hear us say, Thank you for helping us to bring hope, help, and healing, healing to, to the, the world. world. Yes. And actually, we say that because of our partners. We call them Rhema Word Partners. Well, what is that? It's somebody that prays for us regularly, and then they send an offering once a month for, to support Rhema. Yes. Whatever you can afford to send. It doesn't make any difference, small or great, large or small, yes. whatever. It doesn't That's make right. any difference. It helps us. And you can go to rhema.org slash WPC, Word Partner Club, and find out all about it and sign up if you want to. But we want to thank all of you that are partners with us. Monday, we'll start a new teaching from Kenneth W. Hagan. That's next week on Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Have a great weekend 